Isn't that cool that your post drove all these sales? We made a few thousand dollars, which is nice. You're welcome. <laughs> We're literally printing money together. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you can do on LinkedIn. Welcome to the Coach You Show, where we learn directly from Dennis Yu and special guests. Hey, welcome everybody. Coach You here. Welcome to another episode today. I'm going to let you in on a little secret. The last few months, a friend of mine has been posting on my LinkedIn as me secretly to be able to see if he can drive better engagement, if he can say things that are in my voice and demonstrate an understanding of the things that I have to say, and see if he can generate more leads and more business. And today I wanted to introduce you to the secret man who's behind the curtain, Sam Winsbury, who's the CEO of Brandly Personal Branding. This guy is absolutely incredible. I first met him months ago. I think he even reached out to me saying that he could help me with my personal brand. And I thought, no way a 20 something would be able to have the experience that I do, but he absolutely wowed me. And I wanted to share with you guys a little secret that we have, and then have Sam share examples of some of the posts that he's made and share some of his LinkedIn expertise. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome Sam Winsbury. Sam, how are you doing? Dennis, I'm really well, thank you. Thanks for the very kind introduction. That was so oh, nice. You deserve it. working with you as well. When we first talked, I had said that if you did a really good job, then that would be something I would love to share with other people. And you certainly have. So the floor is yours. Show everybody your magic. And let's go to specific examples of the, that you have made on my LinkedIn. Let's start with those specific posts and then let's extrapolate into why you did these posts a certain way and which ones performed and which ones didn't perform. Sure. Okay. Let me jump into my screen then and we can run through some of the posts we put out on your profile. Let's dive into some of them initially, some of the ones that have performed reasonably well actually on your profile. Um, this was the first one. We'll go into the strategy as, as you said behind them in a little bit, but just looking purely at the text here and, and why the copy makes sense will give people a really good insight into actually how you can go away and do this yourself. You can see here, the engagement on this post is pretty good. You know, it's got over 10,000 views. It's got 140 reactions and 36 comments, which is for LinkedIn, it's pretty good, right? It's not the best we've had on your profile, Dennis, but as far as posts go, it's you'd be happy with that, right? If you're getting that every day, if you're getting in front of yep. 10,000 odd people every day, you're going to be pretty happy with that, right? Yep. And the reason this does so well, this post here, is largely because of the first and last line. The first and last line are really, really important. The body of this mm -hmm. post could actually be improved. So everything kind of in this section, we could probably improve it looking back on it. But the first line and the last line are absolutely brilliant. And that's why this post has done so well. If you read the first line, it says, if you're working with an agency, here's a dirty way they often lock you in. Right. And a lot of, of Dennis's audience, you've got to remember, and a lot of the people he'd be looking to work with or a lot of his clients that are going to become his clients would have worked with an agency before or will be in the agency space. Right. So this kind of world is familiar to them. It's relevant. So immediately we've hooked them in by talking about if you're working with an agency, right? They know it's relevant. Think about what people are doing on LinkedIn. They're probably just on their lunch break or they've got five minutes before they start work and they're just 
scrolling through the feed, looking for a quick win, right? They're looking for some content that's relevant to them that they can read. And that first section of the first post, of the first line, sorry, really hooks them in, right? Bearing in mind, even when they're looking at the post, they're going to be looking around this kind of area, around where the name and the photo is. That's going to grab their attention. And this first section is right next to that. So that is probably the most important part of the whole post if you want to actually hook people in. And then we continue to talk about, here's a dirty way they often lock you in. That's juicy, right? That shows that we're giving them something that people don't want them to know. We're giving them kind of an inside look or an exclusive look into the agency world that Dennis has that they might not have known. We're being really transparent and honest and giving them something that maybe a lot of other people wouldn't want them to know or wouldn't want to give away. And that is enough to kind of hook them in and read the rest of the post. They almost feel like if they don't learn this dirty way, then they're going to lose out in the future, right? So they know they're benefiting from the post in some way. So that first line is really, really important. Does that make sense? Yep. And then the last line as well, what we do with this last line, this post here, by the way, is I'll come onto this a little bit later, but this post here is written to drive engagement. We're not looking to get clients from this post. We're just looking to get Dennis in front of more of the right people. That's the first step, right? And this last line here helps us do that because what it does is it makes it really, really easy for people to actually comment on the post and comments on the post are going to get it seen by more people, et cetera. It's going to start a conversation, start to build up right. a bit of familiarity with Dennis. Yeah. So this last so line so makes this good in terms of 11,000, because what if some people post and they have 1100 or they have a hundred thousand, how do we know what's a good number? It really depends on how long you've been doing this, how many followers you have already. But I mean, anything above 10,000 views per day is, is pretty good. I think you've got about 30,000 followers on here, Dennis. So yours is naturally going to be higher than someone that's got 1,000, for example. But if you're looking at kind of 30% of your total followers engaging with your content, then that's pretty good. Yeah. You're in the UK and you posted about 8 a.m. your time, which is midnight, my time and 3 a.m. Eastern time. Does How does that work? I post about 9 a.m. UK time. The reason for that whole of your audience is global right for someone who's just got an audience in in the states or in eastern time post at a better right. time don't post in the middle of the night your audience is quite global so the reason we post at 9 a.m is to capture a lot of the uk audience that are kind of just waking up getting into work and scrolling before they get into work and that's something yeah. we've seen across clients work really well but what we're also yeah. doing is capturing the rest of europe and all of asia they are all awake during the daytime, scrolling on their lunch feeds, et cetera. On the other side of the world, in, in Australia, New Zealand, et cetera, we're probably towards the evening, having a scroll in the evening. So those people will kind of give the, the post the initial boost it needs to get in more people's feeds. And then what happens throughout the day is that because people have engaged with it initially, as people in the States start to wake up over in the US, it will be in their feeds once they wake up. And you kind of get that extended period of time where your post remains relevant to people we're not just focusing on one little two hour slot we're trying to get in front of people's feeds for the whole day for a 24 hour period smart yeah so if it's a great post it slingshots into the other time zones exactly exactly and that's kind of what we're looking to do here as i said this last line really helps us do that because what it does is it summarizes the post really nicely and neatly and kind of captures the message of the post and essentially tells people or gives them something to comment a lot of people, what you'll find is they'll comment something very similar to the last line that you put on the post. Mm -hmm. So if you give them that kind of seed, it really lowers the barrier for them to comment. 
right? People are lazy. People are really lazy. People won't comment unless it's super, super easy. So you've got to make it as mm -hmm. easy as possible for them. So you've got one post so far in the awareness top of funnel in the blue. And I guess you have some other ones in consideration conversion. So middle and bottom of funnel. Let's look at some of these other posts that you have. Should we look at a couple more in awareness first? Or do you want to dive into the consideration? Yeah, let's, let's just, as you have them lined up, let's go. Cool. So again, this is fairly similar to the last post. 11,000 views. It does a similar kind of thing. The body of this text is slightly better because it's shorter, it's choppier, it's easy to read. Mm -hmm. But again, look at the first line. My business partner stole $20,000 worth of my equipment. That's going to hook people in. That's not something you read every day, right? right. I can guarantee there's probably no other post on LinkedIn that day about $20,000 worth of video equipment <laughs> being stolen. So this stands out, right? That's kind of why this post has done so well, just because of that initial hook. It's got kind of emotion tied to it, right? Yeah. This one here. Again, this one got 20,000 views. Bear in mind, that's not, it's important to, to recognize that that's not 20,115 separate people seeing the post. This views figure means your post has appeared in 20,000 people's feeds, okay? So the, the exact number of people that have seen it may be slightly lower but it's still a pretty good indication of kind of how many people are getting in front of your post, right? The same okay. person would have viewed it 20,000 times. Why, why is this post doing better? I think it's because it's something that a lot of people can relate to. A lot of people actually put people making six, six figure annual income, seven figure annual income, eight figures, put these people on a pedestal. But what mm -hmm. you're doing here, Dennis, with this post is you're saying to kind of everybody else on LinkedIn that we don't need to put these people on pedestals right money isn't everything it's about kind of helping people and your obviously your whole mission is about raising other people up so we're capturing your brand in this post indirectly but we're also being very relatable other people will feel this way and this is again something that not many other people would be willing to say you've got to be willing to kind of st take a stand on things and say things that other people won't want to say or won't or be too afraid to say right so that's why this has done so well it's really relatable yeah so some of our audience is probably wondering, how, how old are you, Sam? 21? 22. Early 20s? 22. 22. And they're thinking, how are you able to repurpose my content? So are you writing this from scratch or are you adapting in some way? And, and how are you adapting it to work on LinkedIn? Yeah. So we're quite fortunate working with you, Dennis, that a lot of, you have a lot of content elsewhere, right? You've got amazing blogs, you've got videos, you do podcasts things like this you've obviously acting yeah. on other social channels so for us it's about taking those longer form piece of content and this is something i know you're a huge advocate of taking mm -hmm. the longer form piece of content you produce the blogs the long facebook posts the podcast etc and finding the snippets within those whether that's text or video just yeah. finding those snippets that have the virality factor things that people can mm -hmm. kind of get behind and then go viral yeah finding those snippets the best snippets from that our podcast for example and yeah taking that information shaping it in a way that's going to get the most traction on linkedin writing in a really yeah. specific way to do that now these were what 1300 characters when it used to be a lower limit was that right yeah and they've yeah. increased it so yeah. what's the right length for a post there's no right length in all honesty the right length is as long as it takes so it's kind of how long is a piece of string right some posts i guess my answer is it takes as long as it takes and it shouldn't take any more. You don't want to be mm -hmm. waffling. Again, remember what I said slightly earlier, people are lazy and they're just scrolling through their feed. 
they're probably not yeah. going to read a 5,000 word post on LinkedIn. But as long as you've said what you need to say, you don't need to waffle and say anymore. Just kind of get to the point quickly and give people what they want. People want cookies, right? People want these little yeah. cookie information. So give them to them. Don't make them spend two minutes reading an article just to find one line that's valuable. Yeah, they're lazy and making it easy for them is also these one-liners, which we call broetry. Is that the best way to do it? A bunch of little one-line sentences? And when do we use pictures or links or videos or other formats? Yeah, so the one-line sentences are really useful if they make sense to do so. Okay, so a lot of people will go too far with broetry, which, for example, let's take this first line here. A lot of people mm -hmm. would split that up into two lines. So they might have, I'm no longer accepting friends slash connection, new line requests from people who talk about figures. That just, that doesn't make sense, right? We're disrupting mm -hmm. the flow of the post by doing that. It wouldn't make sense to block a line like that. But if you look here, these three things can be split into separate lines really, really easily. We could quite easily put all of these on the same line, but then the post wouldn't be visually appealing. And when people mm -hmm. are scanning it before they read it, it would look too difficult to read. So yeah. when it makes sense to separate lines, do. Use white space. So readability. Yeah. yeah, the parallelism is six, seven, and eight. It's easier to understand visually. Yeah, again, we've kind of got the, the visual consistency here of putting meaning and people in, in capitals, emphasizing those points, separating them online so you can see very clearly mm -hmm. what this post is about. Scanning this, kind of the first things you see are six, seven, and eight figure, and you see meaning and people. Right. And that kind of gives you a general gist of what the post is going to be about. So we're giving people this opportunity to scan it and understand what it's yeah. about before they invest the time in reading the full thing. Yeah. What about the hashtag? Yeah, the hashtag, the hashtag was something quite funny that you actually used on. I think this one was from Facebook, maybe that you initially posted. And that was the hashtag yeah. that you used. Yeah. And I'm, I'm an advocate of hashtags when they make sense in the post. A lot of people will litter every single post with a load of hashtags throughout mm. so the hashtag mm. friend the hashtag people the hashtag meaning it's not visually appealing it looks scrappy it looks messy so if you're going to use hashtags yeah. use one two maybe three at the end that are relevant to the post and stick them mm -hmm. at the bottom in their own section yeah so we've got 65 comments and sometimes we get a lot of comments yeah. How important is it to respond to them? And what if there's a lot? Do we just need to respond to all of them? How do we respond? Do we just say thank you? Do we give long responses to certain people? Because it can take a long time to reply to everybody. It really can, especially when you're getting 65 on extra posts on every post. And this is difficult. <laughs> um, but no, you, do, you want to rep reply to as many comments as possible for a couple of reasons. And it's particularly important to do it in this first one, two hours. That's when the post is most sensitive if you like to the algorithm right? if you're getting loads of comments in the first couple of hours then responding to those is going to kind of boost it even more in the algorithm and getting it seen by more people right you imagine let's say 60 it might be 30 people commented on this post you've got 30 comments there by replying to each one you can double that number to 60 and instantly just by replying to people's comments you're doubling the amount of gauge, engagement on your post and you're going to get it seen by more people just by taking the time to do that. Yeah, because it generates notifications. So you can easily double or triple the engagement on a post just by commenting, replying yeah. to these comments. Yeah. How about looking at the analytics? What, what about looking, because we can click below and see the analytics and maybe see how that's different than some of these other posts because each post may resonate with a different audience. Yeah, so for this post, it, it is important to check these, these analytics, who's actually viewing your post. 
um, because it shows you whether you're actually hitting the right audience. You know, if Dennis had a load of views from people working in construction or HR, it's not really relevant to what you do, right? So you want to make sure mm-hmm. people engaging are relevant. If you see salesperson in this top five list, don't panic. Salesperson will be in the top five of pretty much any list in the B2B space. Any account I've worked on, salespeople are always one of the top ones. I think there's just a lot of them. Mm. But if you look at these others, it's all people that are either your ideal audience, the people that become clients of yours, or people that are going to put it in front of other people that are, right? So marketing Mm. specialists, obviously you work in the marketing space, all people that you can serve with your products and your services, Dennis. So all of these people are relevant, right? So really important to kind of check this list to make sure you're actually getting the right people engaged on your post. So this is the the last post in the awareness kind of section that I, I want to run through. And this is a really good one. I think we got, yeah, so nearly 400 reactions, 72 comments, nearly 27,000 views, right? So this is a lot of people. Again, the reason this does so well, look how easy it is to consume. Just a few lines, very simple sentences, easy to scan. You can pretty much get mm-hmm. the gist of what's being said here just from scanning the post. And, and this does amazingly well because we're talking about your mentor. And we've mentioned the fact that he's the CEO of or was the CEO of American Airlines. This adds a lot of credibility to the post, right? So not many people actually get access to mentorship from the CEO of American Airlines very often, right? You're in a very fortunate position where you have. And by sharing this, you're giving people something that no one else has given them. Again, coming back to that point of sharing things that other people aren't willing or or can't share. So that's why kind of this grabs attention is people are getting a little insight or a little snippet of information that they can't get anywhere else. And they've got 14 points on advice for taking a new job. This is highly relevant in this current climate. A lot of people are looking for new jobs um, and to get the advice from someone of the caliber of, of the CEO of American Airlines is, you know, you're going to read that post. It's going to hook you in. It's not something you're going to find anywhere else. And then this yeah. last one, I think this is responsible for the amazing engagement is just saying, you know, feel free to share with anyone starting a new job soon. Pretty yeah. much everyone knows someone that's starting a new job soon. So this call to action, encouraging people to engage on the post is relevant to pretty much everyone that's going to read it. We all know someone that's starting a new job. Very easy to just kind of share that with them. A really nice thing to do. So I think that's why it's actually got so much engagement and had the highest out of the four that we've we've looked at. How do you think this is different than just boasting and saying, look at my lifestyle or look, here's a picture of me and somebody really important. A lot of us, we don't want to appear like we're bragging. And some yeah. people could maybe even say, well, this is a bragging post because he's showing that he's connected with the former CEO of American Airlines. That is kind of the beauty of a post like this. And a lot of the posts we actually do is that it, subtly increases credibility because you're one of the best at what you do Dennis and we're subtly showing that but we're doing it in a way that helps other people again not only is that obviously just a nice thing to do but it's also in line with your brand your whole kind of mission of raising other people up but we're doing kind of showing this credibility in a really friendly approachable nice way by giving things to other people this post could have said something like uh, I used to get mentorship from the CEO of American Airlines it was a great experience that's just boasting, showing that you've got this amazing mentorship, other people haven't, but you wouldn't be giving anyone anything. Here you are literally giving away the secrets. So it's about showing other people how to achieve something that you actually drive the credibility. Fantastic. So these ones that we've just done are kind of top of funnel awareness-based piece of content designed really just to get Dennis in front of more people, more eyes on the profile. What we're going to look at now are some middle of funnel ones. What these are designed to do is show 
Dennis's followers and people that are seeing the content that Dennis knows what he's talking about. He's got the expertise and the experience to help them. So this first one here, this was taken from a podcast you did and perfect example of repurposing content. You know, we've just mm -hmm. taken a snippet of a podcast you recorded and turned it into a social post. Um, and this is on Tom Ferry's podcast. And in the video, you're talking about using VAs to scale content strategies. The video is visually appealing, right? And don't worry about the views too much on this video views are naturally going to be lower than text-based views, just kind of because of the way LinkedIn measures them. But we're not as focused on that. We're more focused on what the post shows about you. We're showing that you have the experience to build seven-figure businesses, right? Because we have this kind of initial headline here that talks about the difference between seven-figure businesses and ones just getting started. You've seen yeah. both and we're showing people that. Right. We're kind of we're subtly adding, mm -hmm. adding credibility again, but now we're showing people how to do it as well. So in this video, you kind of yeah. talk people through the process in the same process that you used to do that. And adding you know, that. this post you made, Sam, drove several new clients who Did it. watched it and said, Can you help me hire a VA? That's fantastic. And that's what a post like this can do. Often you don't even need the bottom of funnel conversion post because your middle of funnel post will be so strong that they do that. Right. Mm -hmm. So, you know, this has got less engagement than, than the other ones before. It's got 45 reactions and six comments, 812 views. Do you care? No, because you got new clients from it. And that's kind of what matters yeah. at the end of the day. The engagement yeah. is important, but the engagement is a means to an end, right? It's a means to getting mm -hmm. new business, new opportunities. It's not kind of the end goal itself. And this is a perfect example. This one here, another good example. The engagement's pretty good. It's okay, obviously not as high as the top of funnel based ones, but again, giving people something that they wouldn't have had access to otherwise. Really visually appealing, really easy to consume. And this first line here hooks people in. Steal my authority mapping process. The word steal kind of grabs attention. It suggests that you're giving <laughs> away something that maybe they shouldn't have access to or wouldn't normally have access to. Okay, so that kind of hooks people in. Everyone wants to be positioned as an authority. Your followers do at least part of the reason they follow you. So we're giving them something they want. And we're saying, we're essentially implying that this is hard to get. You want, you're not going to get this anywhere else apart from here. No. We're giving people so much value. We're literally mapping out the process for them. Giving this kind of simple one, two, three suggests to people that, you know, you don't have to be the most technical or the most, it's not going to cry loads and loads of expertise to implement this, right? This is going to be a really simple thing that you're going to get walked through and the stages are going to be really easily laid out. Again, people are lazy. Make it easy for them. Would this it be fair to say, Sam, that middle of funnel because it's more educational and it's it's not as easy to understand as the stories that we're going to get fewer views and fewer engagement the lower we go in the funnel? Absolutely. But that's not too much of an issue. You know, if you've got this kind of awareness stage right, you don't necessarily need as many views in this middle of funnel stage. The awareness stage covers that. It makes sure you're getting in front of the right people. And, you know, in any marketing funnel, there's going to be, there's going to be filter, right? Not everyone that comes in at the top of funnel is going to leave at the bottom. That's just a kind of natural fact of any form of marketing. So we're not as focused on getting loads and loads of views on these posts. We're more focused on showing that have expertise that goes beyond the surface level. A lot of people on LinkedIn and on other social media just share very surface level advice, things that anyone could kind of Google it. And the first 10 results would all say the same thing and they've kind yeah. of just copied and pasted it motivational really quotes <laughs> pictures exactly. of sunsets and people climbing mountains <laughs> exactly what we really want to do with this is show that you have the kind of the depth of thought and the expertise that goes beyond the surface level to really help people get a result and that's going to make you stand out more than 
other people. It's fair to say that awareness is attracting people to this content. And without the awareness stage, people are not going to get to consideration. Yeah, exactly. So here we're, we're not as focused on engagement, more, we're more focused on reputation and reputation matters. This post does a similar thing to the last one. Again, we're giving people the tools, we're giving people the secrets. We've got mm -hmm. a photo in here, so it's visually appealing. It's actually a, a very similar topic to the last one. So it kind of goes hand in hand with that quite well. Again, you can see the engagement's pretty good, 6,000 views. It's not as high as the awareness, but because we're making it so easy for people, we're still getting that little bit of views, right? Here's the last one. This is a, I really liked this one. Talking about creating a course for everything people do. And courses are something that a lot of people are involved in. A lot of people talk about courses. It's kind of a hot topic over the last five, 10 years, but most people create them to make money, to create income. We're kind of squashing that straight away with the second line. We're saying you need to create a course, but not to make money for another purpose. That hooks people in, that gets people reading. I'm talking about kind of why courses are beneficial for training their team and helping them scale, which ultimately will lead to higher margins or more income later down the line. So you're saying that if we say things that are contrarian, it's more likely to stand out. Contrarian posts go very, do very well. It's not the only method you can use, but it's a, it's a really popular one, one that tends to do well especially on LinkedIn. Don't be contrarian for the sake of it. Some people kind of take it too far. It's got to be something that's actually true. Speaking from experience is kind of the safest thing you can do, right? Everything we post on your profile is something you have learned or implemented from your own yeah. experience. Learn, do, teach, right? Yeah. So you know my concept so well. I think if, if you could put my face and deep fake it in a movie, you could probably pass as me on stage <laughs> or whatnot. So how do you, what's your process to go about absorbing and making sure you have the brand down and the concepts down because i can imagine other executives other ceos they're going to be hesitant to trust their brand with someone else whether it's a virtual assistant or an agency that specializes in this like you so what is it that you do and then what advice do you have for a ceo that says wow i love what sam's doing here i wonder if there's a sam for me so the process involves a lot of research a lot of consuming your previous content watching videos are incredibly useful watching previous videos reading previous blogs and kind of understanding not only what you're about and your, your brand values, but also your tone of voice, how you say certain things, how you phrase certain things. And mm. it's kind of something I've just learned from experience to kind of take that and, and understand how people are speaking and then translate that into their own content. You know, um, what's funny, Sam, is that in the few months that we've been doing this, not once has anybody come to me saying, Hey, do you have a VA or someone else that's posting as you on LinkedIn? So you've done that good of a job as an imposter. So how that's do you do that? How do you tune like that? The best recognition I can get speaking to you as well is, is really useful. When I and other copywriters speak to clients, there's a lot of kind of background processing going on, thinking about how you phrase certain things and remembering those kind of the nuances and how you speak, right? How you speak is very different to how any of our own other clients speak. So it's just about kind of picking up on terminology and, and phrasing that you use mm -hmm. sentence structure and then yeah. essentially turning that into written content. Yeah. And then we've had a lot of regular contact along the way where I'll yeah. give you links to new material or internal emails or other things that I think would help you along the way that you could repurpose in the LinkedIn contact. So yeah. that's really helped out a lot. I think Yeah, seeing absolutely. you take those materials. Do you think Sam, this is something that AI can replace what you're doing? to some degree or eventually completely there's some pretty good ai tools out there currently i'm not convinced they can do it as well as i can or a human can they are advancing scarily fast but they may do in the future 
but what AI can't replace is human relationships. And I think that's the the saving grace that we should all kind of bear in mind is that AI may be able to write really high quality copy, but it can't build a relationship with another person. Not only it can't build a relationship, but it can't tell your stories because the state of the art in AI writes great stories and great journalizations from the internet, but not your how-to step-by-step knowledge or your particular stories. It doesn't ingest what you've said. So I think AI can and should be used as a great tool. It's it's a great time saver. It helps out. It allows you to write great copy, but it's not the kind of whole solution. You've got to be telling your own story as well. All right. One of many interesting tools. It doesn't replace the surgeon. The surgeon can have lots of tools, but you still need the surgeon. There you go. I love that analogy. All right. So shall we move on to the last stage of the funnel conversion? Yeah, let's look at some bottom of funnel conversion posts. So we've just got two here. And the reason I've broken it down this way is I've showed you four top of funnel, four middle of funnel, and two bottom of funnel. And that's because generally I like to balance the three stages 40, 40, 20. Okay, so 40% top of funnel, 40% middle of funnel, 20% bottom of funnel. The reason for that is just, it's essentially to ensure that we're getting enough people through the funnel, through the top end and and kind of through the middle to the bottom, but without being too overly promotional in the bottom stage. If we're constantly posting sales pitches, people are going to get tired and they're not going to view our content. We're going to get a reputation as someone that just pitches all the time. Hmm. So if you break it down, 40% top of funnel, 40% middle and 20% bottom, that's a formula that has worked quite well previously for, for us and a lot of our clients as well. Mm-hmm. So here are two pretty good bottom of funnel posts. This one here is, is probably one of my favorite. Visually appealing. It's really clear what people are getting out of this. They're getting a personal branding framework and we're breaking down exactly what they're going to get from it. Mm. We're showing how beneficial this course is going to be. Guarantee 10,000 views of your interview or podcast. Yeah. attract people to your brand, get your message heard, create hundreds of pieces of content for you out. We're giving people loads and loads of benefits of this course, showing them mm-hmm. what they're going to get out of it. And this first line, imagine if you could, we're putting people in that kind of frame of mind to look at like, look at what their future will be like after they've consumed this course. So we're kind of really, really showing the value and reinforcing that. It's not a huge pitch, right? We're not kind of saying you've got to buy my course and having six different call to actions in the same post. We're just making people aware of the benefits of doing it and then say, mm-hmm. if you want this course, here's what you're going to get. We're Some people them- say you shouldn't put links in the post, but only in the comments. LinkedIn basically doesn't want you to put links in because it takes people away from the site and they're going to downgrade your post in the comments. My view is that for a conversion post, you're not as bothered about the reach. You're bothered about the conversions. Is everyone going to go to the comment section of this post? Potentially, potentially not. If it's right there, a lot of people are going to see it. It's going to get more eyes on it if it's there. Again, just if people ask questions, that's actually great because it gives you a chance to respond to them and Mm -hmm. start a conversation. A lot of people, once they purchase, get buyer's remorse. And this Mm -hmm. kind of really simple one-line comment can encourage people and squash that really instantly. Isn't that cool that your post drove all these sales? You're welcome. (laughs) We're literally printing money together. (laughs) (laughs) That's what you can do on LinkedIn. Yeah, this is great. Look at this. Look at what these people are saying. Denver thinks it looks great. Matthew again thinks it looks interesting. So it's a lot of people kind of encouraging and, and saying good things about your course, which again, adds a lot of credibility. You know, you can say anything you like about yourself, but ultimately what other people say about you and your work is far more powerful in a prospect's yeah. office than anything you can say about yourself. So yeah. having comments like these in, in the comment section will do a lot to kind of 
boost this post and get more people to buy. That takes time. But in all mm. honesty, this isn't the kind of thing, this isn't a get rich quick scheme. This isn't the kind of thing you can just implement in a day and, and benefit from. You know, you've been working on your personal brand over a period of months and years. Well, what's nice is that these people, a lot of them have seen my material for years. And then yeah. when they buy it, they buy because of trust. So what you've done here in the three-stage funnel is compress what has taken me years to build so people can journey through this content. And I've talked to some friends that are psychologists that actually have PhDs, you know, they're, they're doctors in psychology. And they said that the number of touches people have is a time compression. So if someone's able to have 10, 15, or 20 touches, pieces of content, that can feel like they've known you for months or even years when really it may have only been a few days because that's how the mind processes. The more touches they have, the more time the mind thinks has passed. And that's why it's so important to post consistently, consistently and persistently. You know, we're yeah. posting on your account three, four, five times a week. You don't need to be doing three posts per day. It's unnecessary, right? Three, four, five posts where you're constantly adding those touch points. You're, the same post might even appear in their feed a couple of times, but adding those consistent touch points over time yeah. makes sure that things like this convert. You, mm -hmm. This won't convert as well if you don't do the awareness and the consideration at the top of funnel and the middle of funnel stages where you're getting in front mm -hmm. of people building trust. So mm -hmm. have to do those stages before you get to this. Yeah. I bet you most executives are thinking, this is great what Sam's done. But will it work for me? Or maybe I'm not big enough. Maybe I'm not a public speaker. Or maybe I'm just getting my public brand and social brand going and I don't have as much content. Will At what point is it enough to be successful with your system? It takes consistency over time and you're not going to get results in the first week. But if you stick at it for a few months and you're posting consistent content, it can work for anyone. I'm now 22. I've never had a job the only experience I've had is experience I've created for myself. I started doing this straight out of university with no credentials. My view is that if I can do it at that stage, someone with five, 10 years experience in their niche, even more, even if they don't have a brand currently can do it. You're too so, humble because I don't think many 22 year olds could do what you're doing. You didn't just wake up out of bed and become good at this. No, I, I practiced it for a couple of years, you know, whilst I was, whilst I was studying, just essentially got experience on the job. So I've, I've learned yeah. it over a few years, but I've not, you know, I don't have 20 years experience in the industry. I don't have, or when I started, I didn't have any results to show really. I didn't have any notable clients. It's all kind of comes with time and building up. But if a 20 year old student, and I'm not the only one, by the way, there are so many young people with very little experience building really strong personal brands, if you've got five, 10 plus years experience within an industry, you can absolutely do this as well. What's your vision, Sam? Build the best personal branding company in the world. And what does that look like? At the moment, we are actually working very hard at this and fleshing out our services to ensure that we have the most comprehensive personal branding offering across social and digital media. So I see there being three, potentially four, if you want to include this bonus one, I'll talk about the end parts to mm -hmm. personal branding. Mm -hmm. The first part is positioning and you've got to have this positioning nailed down. You've got to have a really clear value proposition. You've got to know where you stand, what your brand values are, what you're about, your personality. You've got to know how to show your experience, etc. That's the kind of foundations. 
then you've got the next two stages social or i'm going to call it marketing for for ease and amplification mm -hmm. the social stage is building up an audience on social media facebook twitter instagram linkedin like we're doing for mm -hmm. you here on linkedin building up an audience on on social media which is one of the most accessible opportunities to reaching lots of people and building a name for yourself the amplification stage is about taking the audience you've already built and, and just taking it to another level by getting yourself positioned as a credibility in front of pre-built audiences, mm. pre-built audiences that other people own or that even you own in the thousands, right? Tens of hundreds of thousands. We're talking guest blog articles. Mm. We're talking podcast appearances. We're talking PR, all yeah. the stuff that, that you've done amazingly well. If we look back at your about section, things like getting features in major publications, mm -hmm. um, speaking on stage, getting booked on podcasts like we did with the, the video we repurposed, getting yourself in front of huge audiences. And if they're targeted, then you're quickly positioned as a credibility in front of 10,000, 100,000 people that fit your target audience. That's incredibly powerful. So those are kind of the three main stages. The final, which is kind of a bonus, is you need a means to convert. So it's kind of the conversion stage. You need, I call it a home ground. It could be a lead magnet. It could be an ebook. It could be your website. That could be a funnel. And you want to kind of get traffic down that funnel or into that landing page or website to make sure that you've got a means to converting people. And those are kind of the four stages that I think we need to work across and we're building those out currently. Got it. Name the four stages again. Positioning, marketing, amplification, conversion. Position, marketing, amplification, conversion. Have you plans to turn this into a course? Been thinking about it a lot recently. We're getting to the stage where we can't take on too many more clients for the agency for a while whilst we scale things up. So what we're probably going to do is package this up into a course and make it available for lots of other people so that even if we're not doing it for other people, they can learn the process themselves and, and do it themselves. And other enterprising young adults or folks with a few years of experience could follow this training and learn to do it in your way, either for you or with you or certified by you, right? Yeah, absolutely. And everyone who's watching here, you need to follow Sam. I mean, he's talking about personal branding. And so we practice what we preach. I do this. He does this. Instead of listening to what other people say, watch what they do and do what they do. So Sam, what else do you have to say to our people here who are still watching? Start now. Don't wait for the perfect time or wait until you've got that big client or wait until you've got another year's experience start now because the sooner you start the better and the sooner you start sharing your story the more you're going to get behind it so don't make excuses and just and get going with it amen mr sam you know i wish i had started 20 years earlier but i think there was barely an internet then but everyone i'd listen to what sam has to say you're never going to find a perfect time if you're a busy executive and entrepreneur where your business is growing you are under increasing time pressure so ironically you're going to be less busy today than you will in a month or in a year from now so there's no better time than now and if you can find a Sam Winsbury of Brandly Personal Branding or some other young adult that you can put through Sam's training, I think that there's no better amplifier to get your message out. And if you're having to post all by yourself, then that's not the best use of your time. Or probably you're not even posting because you don't have this kind of time. So your default is you're not even getting that kind of coverage. So maybe you have authority, you have positioning, you have marketing, you have some kind of conversion, right? You have some of the four components. Maybe you don't have the social audience. 
but you need someone who you can trust to get it done, I'd consider Sam or hire someone who's gone through this training to get the same kind of result. So Sam, I'm so glad that you're on the Coach You Show, which is about how do we step-by-step step take apart the things that are working. We interview people like Sam who have gotten the job done and demonstrate a recipe step-by-step step on how to achieve those results. So glad that you are on our show and you're going to help so many people with what you've just taught here today. Thank you, my friend. My pleasure. Thanks for having me on, Dennis. Mm -hmm.